ever seen another person hurt and felt like crying yourself? When that happens, it is you showing empathy. Empathy is being able to relate to and even feel the emotions that other people are experiencing. Most people feel empathy for friends and family, but we also can feel empathy for strangers. My name is Jody Maydell, and welcome to Empathy Hour, a podcast dedicated to understanding the crisis of empathy Americans are facing and discussing what we should do about it. I got interested in this topic because empathy is a part of the Black Lives Matter 13 principles. Those principles are all about how to improve our society and make it a good place for Black people and everyone else. Seeing empathy listed as one of those principles really made me want to explore it further. Today we're going to talk about how empathy shows up in fiction, in the news, in media, and we'll talk to some people and hear what their views about empathy are. Now that I think about it, TV is actually a lot about empathy. When we watch TV, we really feel the emotions along with the characters who are experiencing them. One of my favorite shows of the pandemic has been Grey's Anatomy, and that show has a lot of opportunities to experience empathy. I talked to my daughter, Rose, a little bit about her experience watching Grey's. Hey, Rose. Hi. Listen, I wanted to talk to you about Grey's Anatomy. I know that you watch Grey's Anatomy too, just like me. And I'm wondering, why do you think that show is so popular? I think Grey's Anatomy is so popular because all the characters are really developed and you spend a lot of time getting to know them and their backstory Mm. and people feel really connected. Oh, oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Rose brings up a good point here. We do connect to characters a lot when we know about them. I've watched so many hours of Grey's Anatomy that I feel like those people are part of my family. And the more I know about each character, the more I've come to care about them. But I think most of us care about people who they know or who we know. The crisis in our country is that we don't care about people who we don't know. So I asked Rose about that. So I'm wondering, do you think watching TV helps you become more empathic in real life? Or do you think it might hurt our ability to empathize in real life? Well, I actually think that it helps because... um, when you watch TV, you have um, more of an understanding of everything that's going on in each of the characters' lives in a way that you don't when you're just walking past someone on the street. And so I think that it, it makes me at least feel like um, that everyone has their own things that they're dealing with and you should be aware of that. Thanks, Rose. You're welcome. what Rose is saying, but the jury is still out on if TV is good or bad for empathy. I guess it could help, but I'm not sure. The way Black Lives Matter describes empathy is being about being able to listen to and learn from others. I think it's also about believing that everyone has a backstory and we should be open to understanding where other people are coming from. 
One story that I recently read that shows this Black Lives Matter principle is Langston Hughes' story, Thank You, Ma'am. Thank You, Ma'am was written in 1958, and it tells the story of a young boy who wants a pair of fancy shoes, but he can't afford them. So he tries to steal a woman's purse in order to get the money that he needs for the shoes. I've got a question for my husband, James, about this story. Hi, James. Hi. James. What would you do if you were walking down the street at night and someone came up from behind you and tried to steal your wallet? <laughs> um, I would be surprised. I would probably try to chase them if they ran away. And then, honestly, I would probably call 911 and report the theft. Wow, that was not what I was expecting James to say at all. Calling the police is really the opposite of showing empathy. So I decided to give him a second chance. Um, James, another question. How, what would you do if you were walking down the street at night, same scenario, and a kid, like a teenager, tried to steal your wallet? Do you think you would do anything differently? I think I would. I think I would try to figure out what the motive was for the kid. I'm not sure how I would figure it out. I would Maybe I would try to see if I could engage the kid in some kind of a conversation. I don't know how that would happen in the heat of the moment, but I think my reaction would be different. I called up my co-teacher, Yanni, and asked her what she thought about this same question. So remember the story, Langston, the, the Langston Hughes story that we read? Thank you, ma'am. Yep. Uh, the reason why I'm calling you is because I wanted to know, um, you know how the story starts with uh, the boy trying to steal the woman's purse? I'm wondering, what would you do if you were walking down the street at night and, and a kid came and tried to grab your purse? Oh, my goodness. I would be so scared. That's actually never happened to me. And it's kind of a fear um when I'm walking by myself because I usually travel alone yeah um but you know what I think that because it's a kid that would ca catch me off guard and I would really like try to have a conversation with him about mm. it as opposed to an adult yeah what would you do if an adult tried to grab your purse oh I would like try to defend myself try to run yeah yeah um, so you know how in Thank You, Ma'am, she grabs the kid and, and she like takes him home and all of that, that to me, that's really about empathy. Like the woman sees, sees this kid and she knows that he must need, um, need something. And so she wants to try to figure out what his, what his backstory is, what's going on with him. Right. What did you, what did you think about that? <laughs> how did you like that story? That was surprising you know it takes a really special kind of person to to take that situation and be like oh you actually um there's actually something wrong here like there's a reason why you're doing this and I'm gonna try to figure that out and I'm gonna take my chance and bring you into my home because I know what you need is like some love and attention and for your needs to be met and I'm sure that that's very uncommon for someone yeah. to take it that far yeah, totally. Yeah. I asked one more person, Dan Espinoza, the same question. 
Like Yanni, I think Dan is someone with a lot of empathy. So I was wondering what his take on this issue was. You know, as an adult, if a yeah. kid were trying to rob you, like, how do you think you would handle it? Yeah, no, I mean, this actually, it's funny. I never, I haven't thought about this, but about five years ago or so, a kid did try to rob me. He was like 11 or 12. He rode away with my bike. I was able to chase him and I did stop him. Um, or he had like my book bag. It was either my bike or my book bag. Um, I chased him down. And when I got to him, I, I like yelled at him as if almost like he was one of my students. Yeah. Um, and I told him like, you know, you like, what are you doing? Like, um, you know, you can get hurt for doing something like this, basically like trying to warn him and just give him the best stern advice as possible. Knowing Dan, it doesn't surprise me at all to hear him say that. And actually, it really connects to what I noticed in the story, too. An important theme of this story is that we should treat each other with humanity. Like Mrs. Luella Bates Washington Jones, we can take every opportunity to understand others and understand where they are coming from. Not only does Mrs. Jones show interest in Roger's backstory, but she shares a little bit of her own life with him. I think Langston Hughes is saying that if we have empathy for others, we can have a positive impact on them. One part of the story where we see this is when Mrs. Jones finds out the real reason Roger robbed her. She had assumed that he tried to rob her because he was hungry. But when he admits that he did it because he wanted some blue suede shoes, she doesn't treat him any differently. She tells him he just could have asked her for the money. Then, after feeding him a nice meal, she actually gives him the money before sending him on his way. She gives him a stern warning, which reminds me of the warning that Dan said he gave to the kid who tried to rob him. She says, and next time, do not make the mistake of latching onto my pocketbook, nor nobody else's, because shoes come by devilish ways like that will burn your feet. I got to get my rest now, but I wish you would behave yourself, son, from here on in. By spending this time together and learning about each other's lives, Mrs. Jones is hoping to make a lasting impact on Roger. She doesn't expect anything in return from him. She pushes him out the door before he can even respond. But she hopes the best for him. As a reader, I really admire Mrs. Jones for the way she handled that whole situation.